Hey everyone, welcome back to the uh, Monarch Ministries podcast, where uh, we're talking in this series about progressive Christianity uh, and comparing it to biblical Christianity and seeing um, if it if it's doctrinally correct, uh, if it's scripturally correct, and if it if it holds um, the truth of salvation. And we're on the third episode in this uh, series on progressive Christianity. Today we're going to be talking about the progressive misunderstanding of Christian love. And it's a really interesting episode, I think. Um, we dive into a lot of the things that we've discussed previously with, with the fall of man and with universalism, and we see how that um, progressive Christianity just, they get love totally wrong, um, and the idea of Christian love totally wrong, and it's not biblically defensible what they believe. And so uh, I hope you enjoy the episode, and um, there's a sermon that I reference um, <clears throat> in this episode that will be linked in the description if you want to listen to that. And also the link to our Monarch Ministries Discord server will be linked here. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next time. Alrighty, fellas, hello, and welcome to the third episode, uh, third series or session on progressive Christianity. Um, and so the first week we talked about how they feel and, and, and what their thoughts and doctrines are on the fall of man. Um, and then last week we covered universalism and the flaws behind universalism and why uh, universalism is, is incorrect and not scriptural. Um, today we're going to talk about what the progressive sees as Christian love and, 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 and what um, their definition of love is compared to the biblical, the Christian definition of love. And this one is, is, is probably... This, this is a really big indicator. I mean, not the first two weren't, but this is a really big indicator that we're dealing with two totally separate doctrines, totally separate religions here, is is what they feel about love. Because they're, in in general, their idea of love um, is, is, is so contrary and so harmful to the, the reality, honestly, um, but to the Christian worldview, um, without a doubt. <clears throat> Their, their idea of love means means tolerance and acceptance and niceness um, and um, the the elevation of self above all else whereas the Christian de- definition um, one of the fundamental ideas of, of, of Christian love is is service towards others um, is is iron sharpening iron is is um, you know even if it, it doesn't um, feel good or sound good part of love is, is you know being harsh with people sometimes um and we'll talk about that uh here in a little bit but um i wanted to start off um in scripture so if you would turn with me to deuteronomy chapter six and we're gonna we're gonna tackle um a few scriptures here um that have to do with with love um and we're gonna talk about love from from both um both sides and so we're going to talk about our love for christ and our love for one another and also christ's love for us because um the progressive idea on both of these things is so opposed to to what scripture teaches so turn to genesis or genesis uh deuteronomy chapter six and we're going to start reading in verse or in 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 verse four hero israel the lord our god is one lord and thou shalt love the lord thy god with all thine heart with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, 
and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. So, um, right away we see here how integral God's love and, and, and the love we have for God is in our life. It, it, it penetrates every portion of, of what um, us as, as Christians, us as believers, and, and, and them um, back then as Israelites had to believe or were supposed to believe. Um, but before we go any further, let's, let's pray um, and, and pray for the lesson. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day and this time that you've given to us to come and read your word and to study it. I pray that you would give us wisdom and, and knowledge about um, what we read, Lord. I pray that you would help us to, to learn your word, Lord, and not just to go through the study in an effort to, to bring down this idea of progressive Christianity, but also to use this as an opportunity to grow in our faith with you, Lord. I pray that you would strengthen our faith because of this lesson, and I pray that you would use this um, as an opportunity to make us better witnesses to those who have fallen into this trap of progressive Christianity. I pray that you would help us to be better witnesses for you, Lord, and I pray that you would use us mightily um, to spread your kingdom, to spread your word, and to preach your gospel. Thank you for everything you've done for us, Lord. I pray that you would bless the words tonight um, and, and help us to hear from you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So um, let's start in, in, in verse chapter 5 here. Our, Verse chapter 5, goodness gracious. Uh, verse 5 here. Um, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. So right away we see that... Uh, thank you, whoever muted. Okay. Uh, right away we see... Yeah, Macro, I'm going to mute you real quick. You're making some background noise. We see that um, loving God is, 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 is a very... Um, <clears throat> actionable thing. Um, not only should we love him with, with our mind, um, not only should we love him with our heart, but with our soul and with our might. And so these things all go hand in hand. Um, it's important for us to make sure that in our love for God, we're loving him um, with our thoughts, um, with our beliefs, with our faith, and with our actions. And not only this, but we're also supposed to um, teach these things to our children. Um, we should write them on our heart, um, and we should, you know, act these things out um, wherever we go. And Jesus affirms this in Matthew chapter 22, if you want to turn there. Matthew 22, and we'll start reading in verse 34. But when, the Pharisees had heard, but when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So, there's something interesting that, that we can point out here when, when Jesus teaches on this. This this lawyer comes and asks Jesus, Lord, what's what's the greatest commandment in Scripture? What's the greatest commandment written? And Jesus tells him it's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And then second to this, um, like this, but second to this is to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, putting aside what it means uh, to love your neighbor as yourself, putting aside what it means to, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, and soul, and mind, um, taking purely what we see 
written here um, and, and, and neglecting, you know, the definition of love, whether it be the progressive definition or the, the biblical definition that we'll discuss, um, it's, it's important to notice something here. When the lawyer asks Jesus what, what the greatest commandment is, uh, Jesus tells him it's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And then secondary to this, uh, it's to love your neighbor as yourself. We can see that there is a very distinct hierarchy here. And that in order to have love for one's neighbor, in order to truly be able to love one's neighbor, we have to love God first. Well, what does it mean to love God? Turn to John chapter 14. And Jesus tells us in verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Loving God means keeping his commandments. And he talks about it again in John chapter 21, very pointedly with, with Peter. We'll start reading in verse 15 in John chapter 21. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto you, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whether thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, Follow me. And so, uh, again, it's, it's, it's reaffirmed here that um, in order for, for Peter to um, love God, he must feed his sheep. In order for Peter to show that he loves God, in order for Peter to show that he loves Jesus, um, he must feed his sheep. And, and, and feeding his sheep is integral uh, and, and, and ever important to um, loving God. And also, it shows that, that feeding his sheep is, a sec is, is the command that expresses um, God's love for him. And so God loves Peter, Peter loves God, and in an action uh, to, to show that Peter loves God, he feeds his sheep, his sheep being um, other Christians. And so here again we see packaged in, in, in Jesus' command to Peter, um, that he must love the Lord his God with all his heart. And to show that he loves the Lord his God, he must love his neighbor. Uh, he must love fellow Christians as himself. And so um, there's there's a hierarchy there that the love that we have <clears throat> for one another comes from the love for God. Well, why is this relevant to, to the progressive idea of love? Well, when, when we look at the culture, when we look at um, this idea of, of progressive Christianity, one of the things... Um, that that they you know really preaches is, is, is this idea that that God is love, um, and that God is is, is is pure love, and that's true. But what they get wrong is is what that love means. Um, again, it's important that we recognize that loving God means keeping His commandments. But the progressive would would take away that part where where we must love God with all our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, all of our strength, um, and only focus on that next part. Um, you have to love your neighbor as yourself, but they they take it even further, <coughs> and they mistake the definition of love. And so, <coughs> um, the the progressive Christian 
would would uh, would see love primarily as a outward reflection um, of affirmation, a idea that if if I love, let's say, if I love Ben, um, Ben is a is a good friend of mine, and and, and I love Ben. Um, according to the progressive, loving Ben would mean uh, fueling Ben's cocaine addiction, which is very real. Um, pray for him. Uh, but but if I if I if I truly love Ben, so true. And, and the progressive see, we're we're really working on it, Jacob and I. Um, if if I really love Ben in in the progressive sense, then then loving him means to uh, you know fuel his his addiction to cocaine, to fuel his his addiction, his his mental illness, his physical um, dependency on on this drug that that that's so detrimental to his health. Loving him is not correcting his his cocaine addiction, but rather affirming it. And we see this also um, very widespread in today's culture. And Peter, you were right; it's going to get political. <laughs> um, we we see it outright in, in in today's political culture, especially recently um with with all these these pride shows and and drag shows where they they bring kids into it and the the most disgusting thing um is is that several of these things i've seen uh progressive christian churches or or churches claiming to be christian um supporting and funding these these events where children are brought in front of drag queens uh or or brought to to gay pride parades and, and and things like this but those um, followers of progressive Christianity would say this is uh, this is our outward act of love is is that we're affirming these drag queens we're affirming these these transgendered youth uh, we're affirming these these ideas when you know we know that the ideas of homosexuality the ideas of of transgenderism um, drag queens all these things are abominations to God and and even on top of that, um, not more than that, but on top of that, it, it's a detriment to those people who, who fall subject to these things, especially uh, the young children who are falling um, prey to these, these ideas. Um, you know, looking at the idea of, of, of transgenderism, um, the progressive Christian would tell you that in order to love someone who, who suffers from gender dysphoria, um, the, the mental issue, the mental disease of, of gender dysphoria, um, we, we have to affirm them. We have to, to give them the hormone blockers. We have to give them the surgeries that, that they desire. Instead of, you know, going to the root of the problem and saying, hey, I know it's uncomfortable. Um, I know it's difficult for you right now, but, but God in his love and God in his wisdom created you the way he wanted you to be. He didn't make a mistake when he created you. Um, rather, it's, it's the fact that we live in a fallen world. We live in a cursed world. We live in a sin nature that has caused you to have these thoughts. We live in a culture that, that pushes these ideas on, on young people that are influencing you to think this way. Um, and, and I want to help you and I want to show you um, through Christ um, how you can be made whole again. See, your identity is not found in yourself. Um, your identity is found, or your identity should not be found in yourself. Your identity should be found in Christ and Christ loves you and cares for you and loves you unconditionally. Um, but the progressive Christian would not see it uh, this way. The progressive Christian would see that in order to, to love this person, we must affirm their their ideas. We must affirm what they um, what their sin is. And and we see this even further when we see 
um, progressive Christian depictions of, of Jesus where they'd say things like, you know, Jesus doesn't condemn sinners to hell. Jesus doesn't um, send sinners to hell. Jesus doesn't uh, believe in, in a hell. He doesn't, he doesn't um, care about hell. But, uh, or he doesn't, you know, talk openly about hell, but he, he, he loves sinners. He, he dines with sinners. He spends time with sinners. Um, and this, it's, it, it's true that Jesus did spend time with sinners, but Jesus called them out on their sin and told them not to sin anymore. Um, part of his love towards them was that he, you know, objected to their sin. Um, and, and it talks specifically about this if we go to Hebrews chapter 12. And we'll begin reading in verse 6. <clears throat> verse 5. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then ye are bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in sub subjuga subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? So we see that Jesus, in his love for us, God in his love for us, chastens us um, and cares for us. And it even goes as far as to tell us that if we're not chastened by God, um, if God doesn't deal with our sin, then we're not truly the sons of God. Um, we're, we're illegitimate. We're bastards and not sons of God. And so, and, and that's a harsh, it's a strong word that, that scripture uses there, but that's the term that it uses. And so, um, we see that it's very integral to our salvation, um, to, to our relationship with God, to understanding what God's love for us is, um, <clears throat> is to, is to understand that God chastens us. And so, so integral in, in loving God is, is keeping his commandments and so integral in loving your neighbor as yourself is loving God and so one cannot be truly realized one cannot be truly achieved without the other we have to love God um, and we have to love our neighbor as ourselves um, and, and in order to do these things we have to keep his commandments we have to understand what he means how can we love our neighbor and, and, and correct them um, and, and show them and, and teach them what, what Scripture says if we don't know it ourselves. How can we be a good influence on our friends, um, be a good influence on the world around us if, if our lives don't reflect uh, what Christ taught? How can we be good witnesses to the people around us and, and, and show these people that if they don't accept Christ, then they, then they will suffer um, hell if we don't live ourselves in a way that, that gives glory to God? Uh, loving God, um, it, 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 it's so important that we keep his commandments. It's so important that we do what scripture says, and so important that we don't twist scripture and twist these things to mean what we think they mean, um, and, and, and twist them to mean what we think is comfortable, and twist them to, to be um, words of affirmation instead of words of, of, of truth and correctness. Um, the Bible, what it says and what it teaches is true every word, and if we deny what scripture says, if we deny the truth of scripture, then we're denying Christ and we're denying his teachings. And it's a very dangerous place to be. And that's where these um, progressives are with with their uh, definition of love, with their definition of, of affirmation. And so um, 
I want to do a little bit of a study on on another one of the uh, very famous expressions of love in in uh, in scripture, um, and one that that I think we're all familiar with. But if you turn to John chapter three, um, this is when Jesus meets with with Nicodemus, and Nicodemus asks him. Um, you know, several questions, and, and Jesus tells him, you know, you must be born again. Uh, and Nicodemus says, that doesn't make any sense. And, and Jesus explains to him. And so we'll, we'll start reading in verse 14. <clears throat> and so as Moses lifted, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. But for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be removed. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, and that they are wrought in God. And so um, Jesus here is is affirming uh, what we talked about earlier, that loving God means to keep his commandments. But um, I subjected myself again today uh, to another one of these progressive sermons. This one was shorter. Um, but it was dealing with, with this verse, John 3.16, um, and, and this, I don't remember the guy's name, um, but um, he, he was trying to, to explain what scripture really um, says here. And so he takes just this single verse, John 3:16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, contextually in this chapter, Jesus is, is referring to himself. Um, he is the only begotten Son of God, but this, this progressive preacher, um, this progressive pastor i think i think it was the pastor um takes this and says that well jesus was not referring to himself here um jesus is referring to the only begotten son and the only begotten son is the christ the idea of the christ and the christ existed before jesus did um and uh -huh. it, yeah yeah it's convoluted i'll put um a link to the to this uh to this sermon in in the description of the podcast and i'll put it in the server too um but but this this only begotten son um of god is still being begotten as, as of today and this is the idea of the christ and what what jesus was teaching uh is that not that um we must believe in him uh unto our salvation um jesus wasn't coming to the conclusion that uh, we have to, to follow after him um, for our salvation, but rather we have to follow this, this way of unconditional love. Um, and, and the only begotten son is, 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 is the Christ. Um, and, and what the Christ is, is, is this imparted DNA into the universe um, of God. Uh, and, and it can be revealed in all of us. And so Christ was, was not the only begotten Son of God, or Jesus was not the only begotten Son of God, um, but rather Jesus was the first person um, to realize the Christ in himself. 
And so this is his words, not mine. Um, once we follow the way of unconditional love and stop listening to the voice of the small self, um, we awaken to our true divine Christ self. Um, and, and really Jesus is teaching us here that, that we are all Christ, we are all gods. Um, and this idea of, of salvation here that he's teaching, um, this idea of everlasting life and salvation means freedom. And freedom means waking up to your true self, to your Christ self. And according to this pastor, um, Buddha knew this, and Muhammad knew this, and Gandhi knew this. Um, and, and, and so salvation doesn't mean becoming a Christian. It's not about accepting Jesus. It's knowing that uh, the eternal Christ, the, the imparted DNA of God in the universe, is begotten in you, uh, and it lives in you. And this is... I don't know where to begin dissecting this, honestly. It's it, it, it's so baffling. But it comes down to a, a misunderstanding of an idea of, of what love is, of what Christian love is, of what biblical love is. We've, we've already discussed that, that biblical love um, has to start with God. We have to love God. We have to keep his commandments. Um, and we love God because God first loved us. God tells us um, that a man ha that has friends must show himself friendly, and that there's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And this friend, of course, is Jesus. Um, you know, as we read earlier, the the Spirit comes and, and, and dwells with us, uh, and dwells in us, and and is is close to us, and uh, teaches us, and God deals with us and has compassion on us, um, but also chastises us when when we do wrong. Um, all these things are are examples of God's love for us, but this progressive idea of love, um, really what it comes down to is, is, is what he said there, um, that, that we all have our Christ self, that we're all gods. And if we're all gods, then we're all um, equal, not only with each other, but equal to God. And if we're all equal to, to each other and equal to God, then love means accepting one another's truth. Because if we're all equal to God, then whatever we believe um, flies, um, because we're, we're all, all powerful. And mm. so this, this idea of, of, um, love, this, this, this idea that there is one definition of love and it has to conform to what scripture says is incompatible with this idea of, of progressivism. Um, because if there was only one definition of love, then that would make it an objective truth. And objective truth, as we know, as we've talked about before, is, is a big no-no in the doctrine of progressive Christianity. And so, um, because we, we all are our own gods, um, because we all are gods, we, we also all must have our own truth. We also all must have our love. And the only rule um, of the love that we're supposed to have one for another is that we have to, to see everyone's love, everyone's truth as totally valid and totally okay and right and correct, um, rather than doing what God tells us and keeping his commandments. And even in the same chapter, verse 20, for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, that they are wrought in God. And so God tells us here that if you do wrong, then you know you're going to be hidden from God. You're you're not going to know God. But if you do right, um, your your deeds will be founded in Christ. God will 
will be manifest in you and you will give glory to God through the life that you live because um, you are submitted to God, you've subjected yourself to God. And so this idea of progressive Christianity and, and, and their love um, is, is incompatible with scripture because they deny this idea that we have to follow God's commandments. They deny this idea that we have to take any part in doing anything that denies our own self and denies our own um, selfishness in, in order to, to have love for one for another. And also that, that the ideas of man and the um, social um, desires of man uh, are all founded are all founded in love and, and, and all must be affirmed by love. But this is not what love is. Love, uh, a major part of love is correction. A major part of love is 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 truth and righteousness and and, and actions that that don't benefit the self but rather benefit others. Um, but this is not an idea that that's put forth by progressive Christians. It's an idea that's um, fundamentally uh, preached against in in progressive Christianity. Um, love must only uh, be an act of affirmation, not an act of service, um, and, 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 and not an act of correction, um, not an act that, that betters oneself, um, but rather an act that, that serves and affirms oneself, um, no matter how wrong or how sinful that person may be. And so, again, we see that this progressive Christian idea is, is not only, uh, not biblical, but also, um, goes against the very nature of, of what God teaches and and is directly opposed to what um, God has in store for us and what God wants for us to believe in and, and affirm and teach and so and, and believe. And so any any questions on on this subject? Alrighty. Um, then, Jacob, you want to pray for us? Yeah. Dear God, I thank you for this day. I thank you that we could all be gathered today to listen to Kenton's message. Um, I pray that as we go out, um, we'll help apply this to our lives and um, stand firm against this progressive Christianity, which um, pretends to be Christianity, but is uh, not uh, I thank you, Lord, for um, you know all the unborn that were saved today um, from that uh, Supreme Court decision the other day. Um, I thank you, Lord, for uh, again uh, everything you've done for us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Hey, man. Uh, hey, pray for Ben's uh, cocaine addiction. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Ben's cocaine it's addiction. so true. <laughs>